Welcome, welcome to Passion Unlimited Podcast. This is your co-host, Coach Michaela Logue. And psychotherapist and author, Gianni Adamo. Today, we're going to be covering the upside of codependency and how to create balance and find passion in your life. If you are looking for the three tips that we're going to be sharing to finding balance and passion as a recovering codependent, Stay tuned. Keep on listening. You're going to love this episode. Hello, Gianni Adamo. How are you doing today? Hello, Miss Coach Michaela. (laughs) I'm doing great. Well, we are covering a topic today that is on the lips of many, many people because that word codependent, believe it or not, is used as a sledgehammer out in the world. Yes. Right? So before we dive in, I want to just go over what codependency is what does that mean i would like us to share first of all i we have it kind of encapsulated here in the in the uh, professional terminology and i'm going to first give you the professional meaning and then i'm going to give you a layman's meaning because we then need to go into the therapist side of this so that we can really educate our listeners on what this is and what it's not. Yes. Right? So codependency is characterized by a person belonging to a dysfunctional one-sided relationship where one person relies on the other for meeting nearly all of their emotional and self-esteem needs. Okay? That's the professional terminology. Here's the layman's way to say this. You know that you are either a codependent person or in a codependent relationship when you want more for your partner than they want for themselves. That's a beautiful way of saying it. Right? You want more for them. And you will go through the ends of the earth to have them have more in their life, achieve more, Mm -hmm. want more. But they don't want it as much as you want it. Mm -hmm. Which means then you show up doing it all for them. That's is that a, an okay layman's mm-hmm. way of describing yeah, what codependency is? Yes. And codependency came about um, through alcoholism and the families with uh, someone who was an alcoholic. So uh-huh. the partner would be considered the codependent. That's how we termed the word codependency. Interesting. And ultimately it does become a, a term that's really is victim blaming. Yeah, it, I noticed that. Because really the partner is upholding the household and the children. While the partner is out getting drunk. They're doing it all, and right? And responsible. Yes. So I want to start out by discussing that codependency, if you are a codependent and if you have identified yourself as such, then codependency is a sign of resilience. Oh, wait a minute. There's a positive spin to this? Yes. Gianni Adamo. I love saying both of her names, by the way. <laughs> My full name. There is a positive spin? Yes. To either being a codependent partner or being in a codependent relationship? Well, being a codependent person. Person. Yes. Oh, it's okay. It's a sign of resilience. How what, is that a sign of resilience? What that means is that if you are a codependent, you most likely have struggled with codependency because you developed it as a survival mechanism to survive neglect, abuse, or a dangerous family situation. Oh, so... In other words, you may have grown up in a scenario that would have had you become a codependent person. A person who always saves the other person. Basically, you learn to over-function 
and you learn to predict other people's needs. OMG, that is, right now I have an alarm sounding in my head, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's big. Where in the past I have mm -hmm. found myself wanting more for the partner than they wanted for themselves and then I pick up the slack for them. Mm -hmm. Wow, you are just blowing my mind right now. Yes. So while you survived childhood, you actually developed a large number of life skills. So in that scenario, you're, it's, it's a good thing because you did develop a lot of life skills. And I'm wow. going to name some of those for you. Yes, please do. Some of the po positive attributes that you have mm -hmm. because you grew up as a codependent, you're most likely an overachiever. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm about, I'm about to be therapized again. <laughs> Every time we do episodes, I'm like in therapy with this woman. Okay, so. Most likely oh. you're highly dependable. Ding, 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 ding. Oh my gosh, okay, keep going. High organizational skills. Oh my God, girl, first of all, are you talking to me right now? Uh-huh, Because and by the mirror right here. Oh my goodness, ding, ding, ding again. You're, you're usually a collaborator. Wow. And a team player. Boom. At least you try to be. Mind bomb. <laughs> She's blowing my mind right now. Okay, what else? Because you're always trying to make things better for others, so usually you try to be a good team player. High standards for excellence. Okay, Gianni, are we... Okay, is this the Coach Michaela episode? <laughs> or is this episode about being a codependent person? Wow. If you identify as, a, um, as someone who's got the codependency traits, basically you also have a high tolerance for chaos. You know... That's one thing that I'm going to go, eh, on, <laughs> oh, Well, that's before you're recovered. You're still dealing with a lot of chaos ah, in your life. Okay, and you can, gotcha. and you and you can you handle it. it. Yeah. You can handle it. Okay, keep, keep going. Um, have a blind optimism, which means as a codependent, you always have the silver lining. You are always seeing the best in people and situations. And guess what? In a down economy, when you are a business owner, the, that's the... That is the like the positive personality trait that you yeah. need to keep going and yeah. to get to the other so side. So all these things make you resilient is what you're saying. Ding, 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 ding. Ah, <laughs> yes. Okay, gotcha. Understand now. Uh, yeah, as a codependent, you can also be very innovative because you're always looking for ways to satisfy a need in your environment. Oh, you know, it's funny. It's, that's, that's a big one for me because I always look for a hole and try to fill it. That's it, exactly. Love it. They're also loyal to a fault. Yes, the and loyalty, that's yeah. a ding ding, okay. Yep. Altruistic and empathic. Oh God. Yes, oh. exactly, okay. they feel I'm everybody's gonna, pain. I'm gonna lay down on your therapy <laughs> couch right now and I'm gonna have you shrink my brain here because yes, you know it's funny because I've always had a negative association with the word codependent and thank you for reframing the meaning mm -hmm. around codependency to be a sign of resilience because that actually frees me yes, from that negativity. Exactly. I consider myself a recovered codependent, by the way. Ooh, so okay. I, all those traits, I absolutely have had all those I'm traits. Gonna take on, I am going to take on the moniker of recovered codependent as well yes. because yes. I did grow up in an environment where I needed to be all those things to survive. Yes. And so I too... And maybe our first maybe relationships, our yes. first marriage. Well, I know my oh. first marriage. Many of my first I was codependent there. Yes, me too. Mm -hmm. Many of my first relationships were mm -hmm. codependent relationships. So you know what? I am a recovering codependent and I am so thankful that I can now move forward and build 
strength around this area. Mm-hmm. Keep going because okay. now I'm now so you really got here's me. Here's where the conflict comes in. You have all these fantastic resiliency in you, right? Wonderful traits that the world embraces and loves and rewards you. Right, for. and I get lots of rewards for yes. being and, all of those things. And for those of us who take our codependency to the workforce, we make good money. Oh, yeah, we yes, make and we money. get promotions. Exactly, and we, we take we take on positions and yes. businesses, and we make things happen. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Yeah, so that is the upside. But the problem lies. Uh, the the problem lies where now we take all of these skills that we learned in childhood to manage a conflictive, you know, chaotic family right. system. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, now we take that those all sur- those are all survival skills. Right, gotcha. We take them, and it's like a layering effect upon our negative self image. Okay, clarify that a little bit. Uh, what does that mean exactly? So basically what happened is because your needs were not met and you were not respected at that point, you were being exploited as a child, our self-image is injured and damaged. Interesting. Okay, now I'm getting this. So yes. it leaves almost like a bruising effect, like you're yes. a bruised bird. So you don't see yourself as good enough. You're always trying to prove yourself. Right, because you didn't get the acknowledgement that you deserved the affirmation affirmation encouragement mm-hmm. and the pat on the back that you deserve yes. so you're never good enough exactly interesting oh she's blown my mind again okay <laughs> wow okay so, so is that so that's that, a downside with that damaged yeah. sense of self then our uh, cycles of attraction are usually quite fatal we tend to be then attracted to people who need us They're under-functioning individuals, they're irresponsible, and they're addicts, or they're very narcissistic. Okay, gotcha. So that's that's really the biggest downside of being a codependent is that you're susceptible now to taking on a project. Yes. A person as a project. That's correct. Ooh, that's tricky, isn't it? And then you find your self-esteem hinging on you making that person better. Fixing them. Yes. Oh, the fixers. Anybody who's listening right now who is a fixer. A fixer-upper. <laughs> a fi- yes, or always looking for fixer-uppers. This is a very relevant conversation for you and for us because I know in the past I have been a fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. I know. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm saying I'm on the other side now. I have no me desire too. to fix anybody unless they're coming in and asking me to fix them and paying me for my time. Hello, <laughs> ka-ching. See, All that's right. how we use our skill set. Now yes. we can make money out yes, of Yes, yes. I actually now can help my clients. Yes. I don't fix them. I help build, yeah, I help them, to build themselves. them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Build them. Okay, great. I love that. So let's keep going because I'm really getting into this so okay so uh, some additional negative uh, things and this is where we get into trouble is there is a high need for control we tend to want to manage every aspect of our lives and our partner's lives okay i see that i've been (laughs) guilty of that Mm -hmm. and then we're also out of touch out of our own emotional needs we're out of touch with our with our own needs yes because we're in Uh, touch with our partner's needs but we've kind of Put yes. the wall up against our own needs. You're so. pouring so much into the other person that you mm-hmm. forget to pour into yourself. Yes. You're carrying a false sense of responsibility that does not belong to you. Oh, damn. Right, be- right, right, right between the eyes. She just hit me again. This is what she does. This is what she does. She hits right between the eyes with those one-liners. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The other issue, too, with codependence is there's a high burnout rate and high compassion fatigue rate, which means you're a workaholic. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Like, okay, you have to see my, you have to see my face right now. I'm just like, wah, wah, <laughs> wow. Girl, get out of my head. Oh okay, my stop goodness. it. Stop it. Okay, so underlying all of this stuff, there's this nagging um, fear of abandonment, rejection, there's a fear of being alone, and there's a constant worrying um, and insecurities yes. in your life. And this is what's underneath all of that. That truly resonates with me. You know, I have uh, an example of, of who there is a codependent relationship right now in the media that is very obvious in the media right now that mm -hmm. I want to just put in on everybody's radar. Do you know who Justin Bieber is? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. He, he married this, he married the daughter of the Baldwin family, Haley oh. Baldwin. Okay. Right. So his new wife, she's very young. They're both very young, young couple. Mm -hmm. Right. And she is a classic codependent partner and they're in a classic codependent relationship. She fixes him. She cleans up all his messes. She makes, makes excuses for him in the media. He's a mess. He's, he's unfortunately, the poor boy is an alcoholic, drug addict, self-destructive. And yeah. all you see her in the media is fixing his messes, oh. making things right for him, making excuses for him in the media. If you watch any of the episodes on the YouTube series um, called Seasons, it's, it's a new series that they have right now. Literally, the first four episodes is an example of her codependent relationship. Wow. Wow. You literally just blew my mind just now. That's incredible. Because I try to keep my finger on the pulse of pop culture because I do have a younger practice and a lot of young people could come through my practice. And you just blew my mind because that's a perfect example of codependency. Yeah. Wow. wow. That is awesome. I, I, I feel don't bad for her now. Own. Haley Baldwin, I feel bad for her. She is in a codependent relationship with Justin Bieber. Wow. So that's awesome that you can um, bring us to speed onto a current relationship that mm -hmm. we can identify with. Mm -hmm. And... So I guess, I guess at this point, then what we could probably talk about is what would we say to what is her name, Caitlin? Um, Haley Baldwin. Haley. Okay, what would so you say to Haley Baldwin being in a codependent relationship with Justin she's Bieber? She's young too, so she's in her twenties. She's 20s, very young. She's maybe 23, 24. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So for Haley, I would actually suggest for her to have individual therapy. Interesting. Yeah. Why individual and not couples? Because as the codependent. Mm -hmm. We have lost our sense of self and we have like basically merged ourselves with a, another person that yes. isn't pouring their life into us. That's what I pouring. see. His entire camp is on the same team with keeping her there as a codependent relationship. Mm -hmm. His manager said, I'm going to just do a quick little excerpt. He said, well, thank goodness he's married to Haley because she always comes to his rescue. Oh, wow. That actually makes me sad. Yeah, that is sad. That's very sad for her because wow. eventually she will burn out from this relationship. Yes. And she will not be able to handle it At such a young age. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? So yeah, my recommendation is that she actually should be in individual therapy. If he okay. wants to be in therapy, fantastic. But if he's out of control and doesn't think he's got a problem, no one's going to force him to go. But she yes. can get herself to therapy and she can find her sense of self. Yes. She can unravel all the layers of codependency, which again, are all the things that we do to make ourselves feel worthy ah, of love. Yes. And then realize that we don't have to do those things, that our sense of self and our sense of worth doesn't hinge on our performance, but it hinges just on being. 
Yes. Well, if you know anything about their family, you know she comes from an abusive mm -hmm. family. And that's usually what happens. And that's usually what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for for doing that quick little excerpt, a little you know side note, mm -hmm. um, because it just came to my mind like, wow, I feel really bad. I just finished watching some of the episodes of seasons, and it's it's an obvious codependent situation going on there. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, no, Let's actually, I thought it was really cool because now we have an actual example of real life situation where this is happening yeah yeah it's actually really sad now i think about it wow okay okay so let's so, jump back in yeah so let's talk about some of the tips of finding balance and passion as a recovering codependent so here at this point you are already identifying yourself as a you know so now you're seeing it yeah, right because she may not know that she's a codependent no she has no idea exactly it's obvious that she's in yes. in the dark around this yeah so for someone who's not in the dark Mm -hmm. who already identify themselves as a codependent or a recovering codependent, my first go-to recommendation and suggestion usually is to assign them a, a piece of homework that comes from Julia uh, Cameron, and she wrote a book for writers. Um, what, is, what is the name of the book? Do you know? Julia Cameron? Yeah. Because I'd like to check it out, actually. Okay. You could just, if you put in her name, Julia Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-O-N. Mm-hmm. It will come right up. The Artist's Way is her book. Oh, I love it. Yes. So she inspires authors all around the world to be able to help them to keep writing and do the and get rid of the, the writer's block. Writer's, writer's block. block, yeah. So what I recommend from her... Do you know that I got this book as a gift? Oh, you did? 20 years ago. Yes. From this someone. Is, this is a classic. And I have it on my shelf. Right now! And you haven't dusted it off in 20 years. Well, you know how that works. <laughs> you know how... And my book is right next to her. <laughs> it really is. Man, she just called me out big time just now. Okay. So now you have a pile of books that you know you must read oh eventually one day she at the beach. She keeps giving me homework, guys. Believe me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, got it. Okay. Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way. Okay, yes. so tell us how Julia Cameron's uh, concept is going to help us. Okay. So what I recommend to all, just about all of my single clients that are coming in or individuals who are recovering from abuse or divorce or yeah, whatever the yeah, situation, I recommend that they do these artist dates. And Julia basically describes them as, it's a self-discovery journey ultimately. Mm, okay. You go anywhere that you find beauty, mm -hmm. in nature especially. Right. So here we have the beach. We're in Delray Beach and yes. the beach is just down the street from us. Right. I recommend that my clients would just walk to the beach or, you know, just go to the beach. If you live by the mountains, then go hike. Yes. Go into the mountains. Go into nature. Yes. Be Get outside. Yeah. Be outside and be inspired. You mm -hmm. can bring a notebook. Mm-hmm. You can bring an easel. Mm -hmm. um, you can watercolor. You can write. And when you're doing this, don't censor yourself. Just, like, be free. Just whatever comes to mind, you write down. Just free associate. Now, what is it about doing this that will help a recovering codependent kind of build that stronger amount of passion in their life? Okay, the first thing is, as the codependent, you need to kind of start removing yourself mm -hmm. or like on 
like ungluing yourself yes unhinging yourself yeah from this toxic relationship that you're in first of all because most of these relationships that we are in as codependents are pretty toxic so you got to start like um removing yourself removing yourself and creating space for you you need your me time gotcha now i get it so this first tip is really a mechanism Mm -hmm. to pouring into you your me time and this is called got it's your me time but ultimately it's your self-discovery time self-discovery time I love it. Yeah. That's great. Again, you can go do photography. Why don't you take your cell phone, which we have these days, and there's yes. smartphones with beautiful cameras. You don't have to take a, uh, a pad or an easel or a notebook. Then just bring your phone and take pictures. Yes. Or Something you can just sit and, and listen to music. Or meditate. Or meditate. Mm-hmm. Or yes. walk in silence. What do you mean? Practice, what, what's that? <laughs> practice silence. <laughs> we would And just listening. I don't know what that is. And just listening <laughs> right. and allowing nature and God to speak to you. I love it. Versus you having to speak things to yes. the world. Self-discovery time. Mm-hmm. This is your self-discovery time. And you can... I love that. Ultimately, you can take this practice to a museum, mm-hmm. to a garden. Yeah. Okay. Um, to anywhere you want to take it. Just as long as you're pouring into yourself. And this is your me and your personal time. I love it. And again, you're ready and prepared Mm -hmm. to either express something creative or to receive something. Oh, I love it. I love that. That's great. Let's go go on to the next tip. So the next tip, once you have your artist days, and you do this once a week and at least for an hour. Once a week, you take yourself out. You can carve out an hour for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, So... That allows you to be inspired and yes. to start igniting your imagination. Okay, hopefully, yes. So your second tip, mm-hmm. this is so not hard, but it can be when you're codependent, and it's have more fun. Oh, duh. <laughs> have more fun. What that means is you're probably going to have to schedule time with your friends, mm-hmm. with maybe your partner, mm-hmm. because you end up being, again, burning out because you're working so hard. So you're burning the candle at both ends and then the fun gets put to the wayside. Mm-hmm. So it's about finding the balance uh, okay. of you spending time alone and finding fun, excitement, and igniting your imagination. And then also then doing this that with friends and oh, loved with ones. Friends. I mean, it could be ballroom dancing, Miss Tang, Argentine yes. tango dancer over That's here, right. right? It could be dancing. It could be um, some activity mm-hmm. out in the world, mm-hmm. right? It can either be going to a concert, whatever you mm-hmm. find fun. That's right. Yes. So what are then, other examples of what someone can do as fun? You know, I recommend meetup. Meetup.com. Oh, meetups. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, because meetup is for everybody, whether you're married or single. Mm-hmm. And they have all sorts of activities and events um, and groups. It could be food tastings. Yes. It could be, it could be music, wine, wine tastings. tastings. It could be hiking, mm-hmm. biking, yes. kayaking, yes. snorkeling. Here in Florida, we've got yes. sailing. Yeah, they have chess clubs. Yes. And they have pu- people who like to do puzzles. Mm-hmm. I saw that once on a meetup. Yes. People who like to do jigsaw puzzles. Even I, knitting, I was like, really? If you want to knit. Knitting circles. For knitting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Reading. They have book clubs on there. Yes. So any kind of activity, any kind of interest you're going to find there. And if you can't find something that you like, guess what? You what? can create one yourself. Oh, you know what? You can create your own in your own interest. Yes. And yes. then 
the meetup itself will send it out to the whole area of I the vicinity, it. the people that live in your vicinity. And then who, and people who and like that interest, mm-hmm. people will come and join you. Yes. So you That's don't have a to great do it alone. idea. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. But just if you are going to do it, if you're going to create your own group, mm-hmm. just be careful that you're not running. Just be careful, yeah. Again, the show because that's part of the problem. That's the that's, that's part the of the whole problem. Because you're going to be in charge and <laughs> handling more responsibilities. It's an addiction. That's not what you want. You don't want more responsibilities. You want to offload yes. responsibilities. Right. And have more fun. So the so idea is balance. stop. It's stop with the control and let go. Mm-hmm. Got yes. it. Got it. Great. What's the next? Tip? Okay. So then, how do we find more time for all of? this yes how do we because that's part of the dilemma when you have a full calendar and a full schedule because you're in charge of everything (laughs) right ding 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 resonate resonate okay how do you find more time how do we find more time (laughs) help me gianni please so there it's again learning the most powerful word in the universe which is the power of no Uh, you mean the word no the word no wow so basically stop no. agreeing and accepting things and projects that really don't serve you a purpose. Oh, you know, like I don't even know. If she, again, she hit me between the eyes on that. Learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Why do I have such a visceral reaction when I actually say the word no? I think we're, again, we're hardwired for love, connection, um, and relationships. So it's really difficult for us as human beings to actually have to say no to someone because it's a form of rejection of pushing them away, disrupting maybe even our connection because if they get hurt with our no, they had an expectation and they really have a need and you really can't be the one to satisfy it. And you want to feel that need. Yes. Um, You don't want to hurt someone. Yeah, so hurting them hurts us, so we don't want to say no. That's why I'm having that reaction to, mm-hmm. to even just jokingly, but not. Yes, but during, the truth is, yes. we do have to say no. I know I recently had to say no to someone, and it caused anxiety for me for that same reason. For me to have to say no to this person caused me anxiety because then I felt that I was... Um, separating the relationship yes and i feel like i'm letting them down and that i was not being a good loving caring human being but that's a lie that is not the truth being a good healthy loving caring human being an empathic human being doesn't say doesn't mean that we have to accept all these projects and help people everybody who comes to us we don't we don't have to fix everybody yeah or we don't have to be their support system let them find yeah. a support system in somebody else exactly. or do whatever they need. So mm-hmm. saying no really is not about anything other than taking care of yourself. And the thing about saying no is that you don't even need to give an excuse. You don't need to give a reason. No, you said no and that's it. I'm not available. Done. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for considering me. But I'm not available. Period. Period. Man. You don't have to create a story to attach itself because once you give a story, then the then, story starts this all yeah. other. Then they find a, 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 a like a loophole. Oh, but I can fix that. Yeah, they'll find a loophole so that your story then has to be postponed. So no, you can just say no, I'm not available, or let me check my calendar, let me check, or pray about this, and then you can get back to them. But or just the, I'm not available. Mm-hmm, I'm Period. just not available. But thank you for considering me. Thank you. Yeah. This Period. way you keep the continuity, the connection, and the respect. And the respect, yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wow. Okay. Yes. So, so obviously with finding, with recovering um, as a codependent, ultimately is to getting rid of all the guilt 
and shame that we feel in saying no to other people. Yes. It's about being empowered and having a sense of worth just by being and not doing, which is really hard and it takes years because I, I this didn't oh, come does. to me, you know, over two years. This came to me over a decade mm-hmm. of having to practice no, of having to go find my me time and my personal time, my adventures yes. alone without my partner or a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, these single, I've been divorced this is now. Not, this is not an instant thing. Yeah, I've been divorced nine years now. And it's, mm-hmm. this is, these nine years have been the most empowering years of my life. Wow. The most empowering years of my life. Yeah, I've done the most it. things with my life that are meaningful to me. I haven't had to negotiate anything with anybody else, mm-hmm. even if I'm dating or whatever, but I'm not married to them, I'm not living with them, so I don't. it doesn't have to enter into so, so much negotiations or right. compromise, there is no compromise. I do what makes me happy. Yes. So these single years are actually really healthy for us um, who are recovering codependence because we can really define who we are yes. without finding um, like our sense of worth hinges on a man, let's say if we're women or on a partner or on a partner. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, absolutely. You know, if you don't know it or if you don't know it exists, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to grow it. And that's one of the one liners that I give to my clients. If you don't know it, you can't grow it. Mm-hmm. But now that you know it, you yes. are able to grow it. And that's really all Gianni and, uh, and, and we are saying to you all right now is look to see if you find something in here that resonates for you. That's correct. And that awareness is the opportunity now to start to build healing around this area of yeah. your life. And you can use all your strengths now for your good, not for everybody else's. So let's recap it. Yeah, what let's we learned recap. today. I love this. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so finding balance and passion as you're recovering codependent. There are three tips to finding that balance and adding more passion. So if you identify yourself as a recovering codependent, understand that codependency is a sign of resilience. Got it. Love it. You have developed hundreds, most likely, of positive attributes and traits in your personality that help you to be very successful in your work world. Mm. And now let's turn that into being very, very successful in your personal world. Love, love, love. Let's go over the tips. The tips would be go on the self-discovery artist dates once a week, whether it's on Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. Sunday afternoon, you Mm -hmm. figure out when is the best time for you to go by yourself at least an hour each week. A self-discovery date. Yeah, it's actually an artist date, but it's ultimately a self-discovery exercise. Mm -hmm. And you can bring an easel, a pad, your camera, whatever you want, be creative, or just allow creativity to flow through you, or let nature speak to you and ground you. Yes. Um, something that brings beauty mm-hmm. into your world. That's where you want to spend at least a minimum of an hour. I, when I did this, yes, I was going through my divorce, and I was, I would go to the beach and mm-hmm. spend a half a day there because I lived in New Jersey, so I would have to drive to get there. Right. So I would spend a half a day, bring my bike, and I would go bike riding along. I the, love the that. Shore. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that was tip one: artist dates at least one hour a day. Tip two, have more fun. Have more fun. Which means schedule time with friends and partners that are healthy. Mm-hmm. I love it. And find some sort of balance of play and, and oh. balance with your work life. Yeah, got it. 
And the third tip is really learning to say no and honoring yourself and not allowing the anxiety that comes up and the yes. worry and the stress when we say no to make you go back and, yes. and continue to be a slave to other people and continue to with the people pleasing because that's all part of the people pleasing. Yes. Um, we don't need to do that anymore. We can right. rise above that and be okay with ourselves. No, taking care no of is a very good word. Mm -hmm. In certain circumstances, no is an empowering word. Yes, it is. I love it. Yeah. Aww, Gianni, you're the best. I think I feel like I had so many aha moments in this episode. And if you had aha moments in this episode, please subscribe to our podcast channel, leave us a wonderful glowing review and share this episode to people in your life that you think may get a lot out of this. Please find us on Instagram at Passion Unlimited Podcasts as well as our Facebook group. Yes, please find us there. Uh, share your comments, suggestions on future podcasts. Please follow us on your favorite podcast station. Leave us a review and share with your friends and loved ones. Yes, and if you have any questions, comments, or if you have any other ideas for us, please shoot us an email at passionunlimitedpodcast at gmail.com and we will be sure to get back oh, to you. Oh, and if you want to read more on codependency, you can check out my website, fearlesslove.net and check out uh, my blogs and you can do a search on codependency or any other terms that you're interested in in reference to relationships or your personal mental health. Absolutely. And if you're looking for em for additional empowerment, you can go on my website as well. I coach Michaelalogue.com and hit blog and you will find a ton of resources on how to live that more powerful life. Gianni, thank you so much. This was amazing. I love, I just, I'm feeling I'm walking out of this session. Oh, sorry. This podcast. <laughs> really empowered. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Take care, guys. Love you. Bye.